We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tries to win it. Hang your wins. The Missouri Tigers and the Kansas Jayhawks. Welcome, everybody, to the Border War podcast on the Kansas City Sports Network, presented by 360 Vodka. I'm Jarrett Sutton, joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Jeff Hawkins, who's flying in, jumping on. (laughs) Kids were gaming. We had to get everything, the headset reset, the whole bit, man. It's been a couple weeks, dude. How you doing? Doing good, man. Like you said, been a couple weeks, but... uh, And minus the, the kids moving stuff at my house and... When I tell them not to, it's been a uh, a good fun two weeks of basketball as well too. So, been weird. It's been crazy in my household, but it's it's been good. Uh, when you talk about college basketball, what's been happening in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, man, you're in dad mode. You're in coach mode. Yes, like that's, yeah, that's what it is in February, man. Oh you're yeah, go oh, go yeah. go all the time. <laughs> Low sleep, right? The coach's oh, life, yeah. man. Oh yeah. Um, we, we do got a lot to cover. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done a pod. we got four games to cover for both Kansas yeah. and Mizzou, and, and really um, some good games to talk about, too. Um, Kansas, we'll start with KU. Uh, last night, losing at Texas. Yeah. Tough game. Um, yeah. A game that even Coach Self last night talking about sort of giving that one away. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I, – I'm glad he said it. I don't know if Texas really won that game. I, they, they played well enough, but – I think there's, especially down the stretch there, that final minute, minute 30, Kansas is going to really kick themselves. Rare to see Kansas, you know, give a game away, but life on the road, right? Life in the Big 12 sometimes. Yeah. Um, a banked in three, a part of that last night. Um, and just those yeah. the, the final possessions just didn't go Kansas's way. Um, and they, they lose a tough one. Let's dive into it. Um, I want to really just kind of hit on Kansas's struggles, turning the ball over, and they miss free throws in this game. That's probably a big talking point in the Texas game. And if you look back to on their 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 games prior to to Texas, you know they're coming off a, a big win where they blow out Baylor. They play really well, and they were blown out on their home floor at Kentucky. Yeah. Um, I was at that one, and man, rare to see Kansas get beat pretty handily against Kentucky. They bounce back and go to Iowa State without Ochai Agbaji, who was out yeah. with COVID protocols, get a big win, and really defended well. Um, had a lead at half, even though they turned the ball over. And then they come back, beat Baylor, and lose on the road to Texas. So what do you make of these four games, Jeff? Let's just start there. I mean, yeah. a big win against Baylor, tough one against yeah. Kentucky. 
you do, you're back in league play where you win a couple games and then you drop one on the road might be a, a good learning lesson as well for, for Kansas and just kind of being in that situation last night, not coming up with a win. Yeah. So, you know, I guess we'll just kind of, I'll briefly kind of, you know, touch, touch those last, last four games, obviously Kentucky, um, you know, coming up in home and just being down right from the get go and just never being able to find their mojo the whole game. That was a, that was a tough one, but you know, being able to to like you said bounce back and and play against Iowa State uh, on the road without Ocha and still to be able to 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 maintain and have guys step up and and do well for that so that was obviously a good bounce back game and then you know you got Ocha coming back uh, home game uh, against Baylor uh, and you know they all perform and they perform at a high level so. Um, you know, it was, you know, saw, saw them go down and then, you know, fight their way back up. And obviously, you know, we'll touch, I guess, a little bit more on this uh, Texas game. But this is a game they wanted. I mean, uh, not just because it's, it's your typical Texas game, but this one had a little bit of, you know, a little bit more mustard on it, too, with uh, Jarrett Howard, the former assistant coach that was with the Jayhawks last year, obviously being uh, 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 the assistant coach at Texas. So uh, obviously the Jayhawks wanted that for, for a number amount of reasons, but it was a, it was a, 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 a good game back and forth um, and what you expected. And um, you mentioned, you know, free throws and turnovers. And I think that was the issue. I mean, a, a big uh, part of, why the gap um, could have been increased or, you know, they, like coach self said, thought they kind of gave one away. Uh, they only made uh, 15 out of 23 free throws. So that's a big margin, only shooting 65%. But I think the big deal, uh, I think sometimes they can live with a lower free throw percentage um, if they can make sure that they're taking care of the ball and 15 turnovers. I know coach self likes to stay around that, uh, under 10 in under that 10 that under double digit mark um and obviously 15 turnovers and obviously down the stretch um having a turnover at the end uh, that just kind of summed up how how it went down uh at Texas and you think about it Texas only has seven turnovers for the game so you know that's eight extra possessions um that Texas had if uh even if you say KU comes out with seven turnovers for the game. That's eight extra possessions. You take five away, that's five extra possessions that you have a chance to get a shot and then have an opportunity if you miss that shot to get an offensive rebound. So there's so many things that can happen when you take care of the ball, just so many opportunities. Uh, so for the Jayhawks to be able to uh, have 15 total turnovers for the game, uh, that really hurt them as well. Jeff, as you know, closing halves are so important. And in that Texas game, yeah. you look at the end of the first half and the end of the, the second half, and Kansas didn't close the halves. There are two yeah. players I want to hit on since last time we talked. Uh, one's a guy that's kind of emerging off the bench, but I, I want to start with David McCormick, who's okay. been a yeah. guy we've, we've yeah. talked about a lot. Yeah. He's had great moments. He's had moments where he's really struggled. And there's games where, hey, he's he's when he's on the floor, Kansas is is better. Their efficiency yeah. is better. But sometimes, you know, he's he's not that efficient. And I think it showed in this Texas game, particularly at the end of the first half, when he had two fouls. 
uh, and was out of that game. And then Trey Mitchell kind of took over to close the end of the first half. I know Marcus Carr hits a three at the buzzer. You can't give up a three in transition yeah. to close the half. Um, got too good of a look. But 10 of those 15 turnovers come in the first half, and you give up 17 points to Texas. In that, You played pretty well. I mean, you scored the yeah. ball pretty well. But those turnovers, Texas was able to put those into points, and that's really why Texas sort of stayed in the game in the first half and gave them a chance. And then I thought in the second half, a, a controversial play, that last play when Dewan turns the ball over, I thought David missed a screen that was really important in getting Ochai Baji open. And he had a post up there where he didn't doesn't get the ball either. And so con- controversial, but you look up and, and David McCormick has 16 points and seven rebounds. So he, he yeah, has a yeah. so- solid night. Uh, but the end of the first half and the end of the second half, just a couple of things there that I think, you know, number one, if he sets that, I, I was watching that clip live late. And man, if he just sets that screen and seals, he's yeah. wide open. And he just yeah. has a complete lane where he can catch. Either he's he's got a bucket or he's going to the free throw line, one of the yeah. two. But he didn't set the screen, and it, it I think it kind of busted the play up there late. What, but what what are you seeing from from David, especially like coming out of the Kentucky game, right? Where Kentucky did what they what they do they they took advantage of the paint, and yeah. they got a bunch of mid range jumper mid range jumpers from Keon Brooks, and also in this game too, Timmy Allen had a bunch of mid range jumpers and has the late game mid-range jumper to take the lead late in that final minute. So it just seems like the paint and David McCormick is such a huge part of this team moving forward. Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, it's been the paint in general just has been the a part of uh, every coach self team. And even thinking back to the, the Baylor game, you know, the guards did a really great job uh, as far as, you know, really keeping their guards outside of the paint, limiting paint touches, uh, really doing a good job sliding their feet uh, to where the bigs don't have to help as much. But it's always uh, good to know if uh, the guards break down that you have some cushion. And, uh, you know, the Jayhawks just don't have that. You know, they're used to having uh, uh, pretty much a dominant shot blocker. And and David just uh, isn't really into that role. But that doesn't mean David can't be – effective you know he just has to be alert stay in a stance be ready be ready to react uh when his man gets the ball good closeouts contesting every shot box just there's so many things that you can still do to make up for not being a shot blocker to put yourself in the right position to either get that rebound like a dennis rodman dennis rodman wasn't the the tallest guy but you know he can go out and get you 20 rebounds so there's still some little things and he and and Dennis Rodman would guard a seven footer like Shaq. So there's some, there's, there's some things that obviously David can do, but again, you look up and you see 16, seven boards, I think uh, moving forward. Cause David has stepped up uh, whether it wasn't from scoring, but it was uh, from rebounds. I mean, even against Baylor, I think he had like, uh, like nine points, eight ish rebounds. I mean, so that's, that's an improvement for David. Uh, especially when you talk about that first half of the season, because sometimes it was six points, two rebounds or nine points, three rebounds. So the, the fact, or six points, <laughs> two rebounds. So the fact that he's now starting to uh, produce on the offensive end a little bit and rebound the ball uh, just, you know, he just has to, you know, try to improve on that, on his post defense a little bit. And that's just, to me, just making sure you're aware and always in the stance. When guys are in the stance, they're ready to react. And 
Uh, sometimes I think when guys aren't in the stand, that's when they can get caught slipping. But they're going to need David to continue to improve. But I think he he should definitely be a double-double guy moving forward. Absolutely. I, th I think when he you know slows himself down, I, I think he, he can be clunky at times. Yes. I think he goes too fast. Yeah. Um, and he had a pretty left-hand hook. I Obviously, as you know, conference play, scout, yeah, everybody yeah. has tendencies and everybody wants to play him for that right hook. And he went to the left, has yeah. soft left hand. That's a, yeah. that's a good sign. So um, it's good to see David put some some good performances together because um, he he is that important. Another guy that has had two big games uh, over the last couple of games, the Baylor win in Lawrence, Jalen Wilson was really good in that game. He had 15.7 yeah. rebounds. And even in the loss to Texas, very efficient night. He had six to 10 yeah. from the field, 18 points, 11 rebounds. Yeah. And we've talked about Jalen a lot. Let's let's face it. So yeah. such a slow yeah. start. Now he's yeah. starting. Yeah. And he's starting to put these games together. Yeah. And he can handle the ball. He can rebound and go with it. Yeah. Um, something Coach Self has talked about a little bit of letting guys go rebound the ball and go with it. Christian Brown, yeah. Jalen, Ochai. Like these guys can handle it and rebound and go with it to initiate offense. You got to be happy with what you're seeing from Jalen Wilson. And then I would just add Joseph Yesefu, yeah. who has yeah. I think was huge impact in the Iowa state game. His speed is impressive and he's yes. very good defensively. As you know, Bill self loves him. Some defensive guards they yes. get after yes. it and can, can get be active with hands, get steals. He had a big steal last night in the Texas game. Yeah. He's playing more minutes. He's played, yep. you know, 22 at Iowa state. He had 17 minutes last night. I think he just needed some, some more minutes just to kind of show some things. And he's doing that. This could help Kansas too when Remy Martin comes back because then all of yeah. a sudden you got another guard that you mm -hmm. can look up down the bench and, and maybe throw him in a game in March. So it's I, I think that's a positive that we were seeing Joseph Yesifu really give Kansas some good minutes off the bench. Yeah, so I'll, I'll touch on Yesifu and then end up with uh, Wilson. But yeah, I mean Yesifu has been playing his butt off, uh, especially these last couple games. You hit it. Uh, best I think he's just a guy that he just needed more reps and obviously it was tough with Remy and Oach and CB trying to, to fight for some minutes and uh, Coleman uh, was doing well as uh, he was doing well so there's there was a lot of guys uh, Pettifer's in there as well too trying to fight for some minutes so there's a lot of guys in there fighting for some minutes uh, and you just got to be ready for it when, when your shot comes and you got to credit Yesifu because he took advantage of a situation when Remy was out and he took full advantage. And now uh, even when Remy comes back, you're like, man, he still needs to be in the rotation to some degree, whether it's uh, being able to stretch the D uh, hitting the three ball. Cause he, I mean, he has a nice frame uh, when he shoots the ball, nice mechanics, feeder set, nice and balanced. But I think the thing that really where well, they can use them and I don't think they need him to, to score they don't but if he can hit the outside shot perfect but i think where it comes for uh, uh where yes comes uh into play and that can be an opportunity for kansas is with his defense you know he'll pick you up full court he'll turn you he has no fear and i think that's what the jayhawk needs they need that type of guy that's really going to bring it on the defensive end to create some energy uh from the defensive end because guys feed off of that uh, so he's really been doing a great job those last two games. And Jalen Wilson uh, has just been phenomenal. Um, and I, I mean, I really don't like to use that word phenomenal, but he has starting from where he started out. I mean, you know, he has some things that, you know, he was trying to get over mentally. I really do believe uh, starting out. And I mean, 
it's night and day. I mean, it's literally night and day. It's almost like, uh, like the Space Jam movie. That's kind of how Jalen was. It's like the Space Jam with Michael Jordan when they took his special powers. They took like <laughs> Barkley and Ewing and all those guys' special powers, and they just they just couldn't figure out what the heck was wrong. And I think that's kind of how Jalen Wilson was. And once he figured it figured it back out, watch out, man. This guy yeah. has a, a nice frame, a nice body. He's smart. Uh, he's versatile, like you said. He can rebound, push it up the floor. He can hit the three. He can defend uh, uh, guards. He can defend the big guys. So it's really good to see him really be active from a point standpoint because even when he was in this funk, he would still go out sometimes and get you seven, six, maybe eight, nine rebounds sometimes. So he's always kind of been uh, active on the defensive end, So, but it's really good to see him. Uh, I think the biggest thing with him is just he's playing free. Like he's playing free, thinking out there. He's just playing free, and I think that's been uh, a big part of his success, you know, during this last, really, these last four or five games. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And you got to think like with Jalen, when I watched Jalen Wilson, and I think Christian Brown's in the same conversation. Christian was great in the Baylor game, rebounding the yeah. ball, scoring the ball. You know, they're very unselfish players right? They're not going to take bad shots. And that's yeah. a great thing when they're aggressive though, man, they're, I mean, it, yeah. it's tough to guard them. Um, yeah. And staying confident is my thing, yeah. right? Like Jalen Wilson's shooting 25% from three. He's a better three point shooter than that. We, yeah. I, we all know that. Yeah. 
he has not shot away. Well, he shot 33 last year. I think he's a better shooter than 33%. Yeah. I think some of that is just he gets into his own head a little bit if he misses a couple. But man, like you said, I mean, he averaged 12 and 8 last year. He's he's slowly getting that production back. He's up to 10 points a game now. And he's had three double-digit games where yeah. he scored the ball really well. He's also passed the ball really well. Yep. He's had he had four assists in the Baylor game. He had four assists in the Iowa State game. Mm-hmm. So he can he can pass the ball off the bounce too a little bit. And I think it's all confidence with Jalen. Like he yeah. could be something. He's I mean again like six eight two twenty five, and he is <laughs> rock solid. And he's got strong legs. He can push guys around. He he plays through contact. Yeah. Like there are things he does where you're just like, man, Jalen, turn it on all the time. All the time. Like, keep yeah. that keep that motor going. Um, but sometimes, you know, you can tell it's just like, man, I missed a couple. I'm going to start being passive. Yeah. And I think sometimes like they need those guys to be aggressive. Ochai is going to be aggressive. Always. He's going to look yeah. for a shot. But these, I think Christian Brown, and, you know, we touched on David. David's got to be good, as you know, with Bill Self's offense. It's a paint offense. You're, you're, you're yeah. going to try to establish a post presence, as you should. But mm-hmm. Christian Brown and Jalen Wilson are so important for this team. Because when yeah. they're good, Kansas plays at a different level. Yeah. That's just that's just what it is. So Kansas has three of their next four at home. They come home to play Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Their next two road games, though, are at West Virginia and Morgantown, and then they go to Waco. And you know mm-hmm. Baylor's going to be oh, ready wow. to, you know, they're going to be ready for that one. They want to, they want to, that, that was a, that was not a game yeah, on last Saturday. Oh, Kansas they're going to be ready that for that. That was a wrap. Oh, and yeah. they're going to be ready for that. You know it. They're going to be ready. You know that. And when Kansas, and, and, you know, this is something Chris Beard said last night. Like when, when you have Kansas in your own building, but Kansas has done so much in the past, like Kansas has that reputation. They, they are the staple in the Big 12. And so if you can beat them at home, it's a great win. Because it's Kansas and everything. Kansas, yeah. you know, that's what Kansas is going to get in these road games. And they, they, they gave one away at Texas. There's no question. They cannot do that because I think they should win. the. I think they're in the conversation yeah. still for a one seed. And I know Kansas fans, and this is where I'm at, Jeff, like Kansas fans are going to want to talk about winning a big 12 championship. And I get that. But like you and I both know Kansas for me is March and mm-hmm. NCAA tournament, man. Like, yeah, they can get to an elite eight. They can get yeah. to a sweet sixteen. They can get to a final four. That's really hard to do, as you know. But man, you got to be playing your best basketball in February, and you can't give up games. Yeah, it's almost like you got to switch that mindset up. And uh, you know, at, you know, before they were on the streak, fourteen in a row. I mean, yeah, it, it kind of means something when you want to keep that streak going. Well, the streak has been broke. Uh, obviously, you you know, I I don't think that's ever going to be done again. Maybe it will. Heck of a streak, man. That's tough to <laughs> right. do, man. Tough to do. Geez, especially with the NIL too now. I mean, guys, I mean, that hey, it's going to be tough to do. But I think what they need to do is they just kind of need to kind of switch that mindset and just be able to uh, be able to eliminate that. We need a Big 12. Like you said, we need a Big 12. Yeah, it would be good, but focus more of that energy on, on March. And if a Big 12 – uh, conference title comes or Big 12 championship comes, you take it and you 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 be happy with it. But like you said, the end goal and that's for should be for every team uh, that has a chance to get into the tournament is to get as far as you can in that tournament. And obviously, national championship is on everybody's mind. No question, a lot to to look forward to for Kansas. Just they they come home, chance to get right at an Allen yeah. Fieldhouse, two two at home. Let's shift gears and talk about Mizzou real quick. Um, they they come off a a good win at Texas yeah. A&M, a good win, four-point win. 
Mizzou, I, there for a second, I thought they were going to give another one away. They they gave away. They, They've been rocking, games, though, man. They, they have been playing well, no question. They have been competitive, I would say, over the yeah. last two, three weeks. Man, they've yeah. been in games. Their identity has been toughness and defense, but they've given games away. Their late-game execution, as you know, bad teams sometimes find ways to lose, especially young teams, teams that don't know how to win, sometimes don't know how to close. Yeah. Uh, the Florida game, they, they give away at home that they should have won that game. They held Florida without a bucket for seven minutes. Yeah. They kept fouling. They fouled 85 feet from the rim with 30 seconds left while with a lead, uh, just can't do stuff like that. And Florida ends up getting them at home. Uh, and then you, you look at having the number one team in Auburn on the ropes the sure. whole night and lose by one and losing the final seconds. And look, I don't know if Auburn's the number one team in the country. I'll just be honest. They struggled with Georgia. Um, I think they got some hero ball guys, some selfish guys, that, but they do have a ton of talent and they have a ton of athleticism. Yeah. They probably have the number one overall pick on their team, uh, who is an absolute stud, Jabari Smith. And Auburn was was really bad in that game. But look, Mizzou's defense on Jabari, it was the worst game Jabari's played all year. And I just thought, give Conzo a credit with their, his game plan and yeah. being in that game, they had a lead. And, and look, you got the number one team on the ropes, final minute 30, and they didn't get it done. And, and that's that hurts. That's tough because these yeah. guys, these guys are not quitting. That's the name of the game. Yeah. Like they're, they're continuing to play. They go to College Station and, and get a win. And it's a back and forth game. They took care of the basketball late. It's going to be the repetitive thing we always say. They made free throws. They took care of the basketball. They played through Kobe Brown late, who's their best player. And they're able to get a win, and they got some stops late. So it's a good win um, against yeah. Texas A&M. Kobe Brown goes 11 of 12 at the free throw line. So he was in attack mode. Uh, he had 21 points, had a couple blocks, had six assists to play yeah. through Kobe Brown. And, Jeff, we talked about at the beginning of the year. Like, man. That's my yeah, guy. Hey, that's my guy. Hey, you know I'm a KU guy, but Kobe, my guy, man. Yeah, Kobe can play, man. He he can play. And I, I I'll be honest. Like Conzo talked a lot about putting Kobe as a primary ball handler, and I thought he's not a primary ball handler. He's more of a three. He could play the four, but he's versatile. So yeah. I didn't want to put him. I don't want to put him in a box. But man, I mean, he, six assists and really made plays and drove the ball. Made made the right play, spray the ball out. <laughs> Hey, that's I mean, tough, that's, a, that's a that's a night. That's a night. He goes five and nine from the field. Only shot the man, ball nine that's, times. That's so, tough, man. It's, that's tough. And, and 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 I would say this too. Like you go play in College Station, and look, Buzz he always yeah. has his team. Buzz Williams has his teams ready to go. They're competitive. They're dogs. They get after you. Yep. And you get a tough, gritty win, and yeah. that's got to give you a little confidence too. Heck knowing man, you've played, no, knowing you've played well, you've come up short, but you've been competitive and you've been in games. And I think all Mizzou fans should take that after what this yeah. team was getting blown out at the beginning of the year. Yeah, man. You know, man. We we talked about we've been talking about this from from the start. Like you just, and it's in any sport, man. You just want you just want your team fans. Well, I think they're okay supporting a team uh, no matter if they lose or win. I mean, for sure, if they win, they're going to support you. But when they lose, as long as they're com- like they're competitive, right. and you, they see those players trying their heart, their heart out, and, they, you know, they're trying. That doesn't mean – I mean, again, Kansas just got whopped by 
I mean, Kentucky, there's going to always be, I mean, and then they just lopsided score against Baylor, you know? So it's always going to be some lopsided scores throughout the sport, but you just all, as a fan, you just want to see your team playing competitive. And that's what Missouri has been doing, man. You know me, man, uh, Jerry, you know, I'm always talking about this rival, man. Yeah. I'm always talking about this rival. And again, it makes the rival better when the, the partner you're playing against is having success. So, uh, you know what I mean? Again, I don't want you guys to have any success when you play (laughs) KU. But isn't isn't that a college basketball story too, man? Like anytime you want to beat your opponent, but then you want that opponent to go play well and beat everybody else, right? Because that only is going to help your strength of schedule. Like you look up in March, you're like, okay, where are our quality wins? You know, all these numbers play a factor in your seating. And this is kind of, you know, more for, for Kansas's conversation too. I, I, you know, Mizzou's probably not going to be in this tournament. I don't want to say never say never, you know, with what could happen in, in, in an uh, SEC tournament. But yeah, the, every game, you know, you want to win that game. And then you want to see you want to see those teams go and, and perform and play well to help you with your record and your strength of schedule. So, yeah. And with uh, another thing, I, I did want to give a shout out to Jaron Coleman at four threes. He's a shooter and he's not shot the ball well all year. And to see him kind of make shots and he hit a deep three against Florida that was probably 35 feet late in the game. Yeah. I mean, he's starting to find some confidence, which is always good because he's just been really up and down. But he's starting to find his shot, find his groove. Um, and then my boy Trevon Brazil, man, he's Good boy. He's still getting limited minutes, but he was four or six in that AM game. He had eight Efficiency, points. Efficiency, man. He was efficient. I mean, he's he's still a, a ball of clay. He's still raw, yeah. but man, he's He's going to be close. It's it's going to be fun to kind of watch his development. But hey, let's when we look ahead too for Mizzou. I mean, they got Vanderbilt in in Nashville tonight. A winnable game. I mean, yeah, I, they just they, they they got confidence, and I, I like where Mizzou's at right now. They have struck- you don't want to play. You don't want to play. That's Mizzou right. right now. That's right. And and look, Mizzou has not closed games. Their late game execution has been. Probably uh, you know below average, but man, they've been in games. Yeah. And you look, you look, at some of their, yeah. you look at you look at some of their games that are remaining, yeah. and they also get games at home. And they've been yeah. really good at home, and they've given away some games. But man, I would say over the last, I would three weeks, four weeks, they have been very consistent in terms of yeah. what you're going to get from them in terms of effort, in terms of what they're going to do defensively. That's something Mizzou fans can at least get behind right now as we close the year out. Hey, Mizzou's starting to come in for the opposing's coach, whether they feel like they're better than Mizzou, they got better athletes, whatever it may be. They come into that game like, man, we don't want to lose this game. This is a team that could get hot or compete with us. Like, this is that's a you guys could be a scary team. I mean, you know, hey, you know, I want it, Jared. You know, I you never know, just, man. Just, you never just, know. Yeah, you know, I want it, man. You know, I want it. But hey, they're playing great. They're playing great right now. Games are they're playing tight, competitive games, and that's what they got to do moving forward. Because once it hits tournament time, they could be rolling with a, a bunch of confidence where teams are not going to want to see them. They got nothing to lose, and you know they're going to play free. They're not going to yep. play tight, and that is always an advantage when you get later in the year. The teams that have expectations, they yep. can play tight. You know, those yeah. we've seen that before. Yeah. So Mizzou's in a, in a really good place. So we'll yeah, see how they yeah. fare tonight against Vanderbilt, again on the road, and then they get some games at home uh, where they might be able to pull off some more wins. And, and you look up and, man, they, they could win some some more league games than yep. any Mizzou fan would have said right. after 
their their struggles in in non conference play. Yeah. So yeah, Jeff, always fun catching up, man. Always, we, we had a lot to cover there. Uh, and hey, man, we're in the thick of things now. So here these podcasts are, are going to start roll start rolling. Yep, here it we're comes. in February, man. You yeah. know what's you know what's next. We're going to be talking about a, a big yeah. Big Twelve tournament, the SEC dance, tournament, baby. And then it's dancing time, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. So. Hey, good All luck right, uh, to, to to your squad too this this you week. And thanks, Tucker man. Franklin. Thanks uh, as always as well. Tucker yeah. running the operation uh, always does a great job. So, shout we'll look out to Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>